Thanks for listening to a very special edition of the AZ Wildcats podcast audio only with Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. Shear, long time no talk. How you been? Splendid, Michael. Thank you. All right. We're going to run the gauntlet a little bit here. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball and some Arizona football. But first, let's talk some Arizona basketball. We talked yesterday about uh, Kylan Boswell and about what you know Arizona needs from him. Now we need to talk a little bit about Keyshawn Johnson. When Keyshawn Johnson is playing well, the energy on the team just kind of trickles down everywhere. They, This is a player, again, that I keep bringing up. The Arizona needs him to be that dude every single game because he's an energy effort player. There's no reason that he should be able to do that, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the, the game against Cal and he hit two shots early where he stepped into threes. And if he's going to be right. stepping into threes and making them, the other team isn't winning. But it's not even about his three-point shooting or his scoring, really. It's his energy, his defense, and his rebounding. Like, he's had games where he hasn't defended well. And against and that's the main reason Arizona brought him in was his rebounding and defense. And so, similar to Boswell, um, if, if Keyshot is defending and rebounding well, Arizona's chances of winning go significantly up. Right, exactly. And the uh, the other thing, too, is that, again, he should be able to get, I just think just by running the court, being aggressive, he should be able to be a 13-7 and seven type guy. I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I remember before the season, we thought he would, you know, we challenge for Pac-12 Player of the Year because we assumed that in transition and all that, uh, he would put up, you know, what was it like? We, we said 14-10, and 10, wouldn't surprise right. us. Uh, right now, he's at 12-6. and six. So why can't he get 14-8? and eight? You know, it, it should be very doable. All right. Now, speaking of which, um, Caleb Love, uh, um, B- RBS aside, shooting 46% from the field this year. He's up. Uh, uh, it just goes to show you, too, if you have a coach that knows offense, that it definitely makes things a lot easier. This guy's got to be right now the runaway winner for the uh, conference player of the year, correct? He's also 40% from three in conference. That, to right. me, is the biggest surprise. Yeah. I mean, he's been a guy that hasn't been able to shoot threes at a consistent rate. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who else would get it. Like, you know, Dante hasn't played enough games and Oregon doesn't really have anyone else on that team that could get it. And then you, there's a, such a drop off. KJ Simpson maybe would be up there. Um, but to me, it's Caleb Love and, and, it, and it's easy. And Tommy Lloyd said the other night that while he doesn't know if he's going to be a first team All-American, this is what they look like. And he's right. Like Caleb Love has been absolutely fantastic this season. All right. Now, a lot of people ask, you know, because Umar Ballo, leader of men, Caleb Love and Pella Larson can all come back next year if they want. Um, obviously, they're the majority of them are not. I have a feeling one of them comes back. I just don't know who. Yeah, I mean, the odds say one of them comes back, but I don't know who either. Uh, you know, Caleb, Caleb's stock will never be higher than this year. He should Caleb go. Stock. Yeah. I, Umar and Pella, you get the feeling one of them's coming back, right? Right. Yeah, I do. And yeah, honestly, I don't know who it's going to be, but. And you know what's weird, too? Honestly, both of those dudes are kind of in the spot where they're kind of who they are. But you know what? Some people just enjoy college. I mean, Umar or Pella is going to be 24 years old next year. He'll be the same dude. Umar is going to Umar, I don't think, can get much better. But I do feel that one of those guys is going to come back. And I think Tommy Lloyd would prefer it to be Pella Larson. I think Pella could sneak into the second round. He's not a first. I think he could probably sneak into the second. Umar is not going to get drafted. It's just the NBA isn't really an Umar type of game. He could have a very successful career overseas. So I lean toward Umar being the one coming back, but 
I mean, at the same time, if you're redshirting Dylan, it, it, you got Krevis. Maybe it's just time. A lot of times, coaches and players make the decisions like it's it's time to move on, you know. And and that that wouldn't surprise me as much as Tommy loves Umar and vice versa. If both parties just decide, you know what, it, it's time to kind of move forward with the next step. All right, now you mentioned Dylan Anderson. Dylan's playing next year, Sheeran. You know it. I just mentioned them. Go ahead. Keep keep talking. We like hearing more of this. Keep talking. I just, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I don't know if he's going to play 25 minutes, but you don't redshirt bad players. You you redshirt guys that you, you think is going to have a role. Or, you know, like like Henry, for instance, I heard had been practicing well, and they redshirt him. They didn't have to redshirt him. They could play him a minute and here or there. Right. and then run them off. And maybe they do. I, I don't know. Um, but we also mentioned like Emmanuel Steven, for instance. Like Arizona is going to have right. multiple very large players, and someone's going to be left out, and we'll see. I mean, Dylan Dylan is is legit. Like we thought at one point they pulled Dylan's red shirt almost. When, they, when, Henry got, when Henry got injured, we wondered if that would be a thing because we had heard he'd been practicing well, but it makes sense. He's going to have a role. I don't know how big it'll be, but he's definitely going to have a, a role next season. All right, and then you mentioned Emmanuel Steven. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, uh, he's going to come in and be uh, – I, I caution – I think he's going to be very good. But I also uh, I also encourage caution on him, though, as well, because, again, he's very, very raw offensively. There's a lot to like about him, but he's also going to take a little bit of time. This is not somebody that's coming in here and going to be Christian Coloco as a junior. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – uh, more often than not, bigs need time in college. Right. It, it, it's just a lot of times because it, a lot of times in college, bigs aren't as developed, right? They're good on offense or they're good on defense. They're rarely good on both. When you look at the top players in the country, it's very rarely a big. DeAndre Athens don't come around very often. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, like Emmanuel Stevens, I like quite a bit. I don't expect him to come in and drop 15 and 10 as a freshman. It is very rare for a freshman big to make a, a large impact. Yeah. And then um, talking a little bit about Jamari Phillips, a lot of people are saying, you know, who's going to be that guy that could fit that, uh, that Caleb love role. And again, it's going to be hard because this is Caleb loves fourth year in college, but Jamari Phillips is going to be coming in and he's going to be brought in to score and score immediately. Jamari Phillips is definitely playing next year. Yeah. Yeah. They need a score. I mean, it's, and again, like, I don't know, he's not going to, have Caleb love numbers, but they need a dude that can score. And maybe they go out and get one in the transfer portal. Maybe they say, you know, Jamari, you're that guy. Um, Jamari's going to have a role. I, I I've said this before. His offensive game is super advanced for a right. high school player. Now he needs to improve in other areas. He can improve defensively or passing, whatever, but it's just pure offensive game. His ability to create space is very, very advanced for a high school kid. Yeah, and I think it's difficult to uh I think it's difficult to say at this point that Kylan Boswell's not going to be back. I just don't know where he's going. Yeah, I mean the rumors as I've always been that he was gone, but it's like where? He's not going to transfer. I mean, is, does he really want to go to the NBA? I that's something that him and his group are are really going to have to seriously consider because his stock is is not there right now. His stock just isn't there at all. So, um next year, do you think next year's team's going to be better than this year's team? Not at all. I agree. I agree. Some people keep saying that. I don't. I actually would prepare for next year's team to be a little rough. 
Yeah, especially too. There's going to be some. And again, Arizona's going to be good. Don't get us wrong. But there's going to be some real tough uh, waters, especially in the Big Twelve, because you're going to have a lot of dudes who are young who are going to be playing a lot of minutes. Carter Bryant's going to play a lot of minutes. Jamari Phillips is going to be playing a lot of minutes. KJ Lewis to me is the one guy that I'm very curious to see what kind of jump does he make? Um, does he? Because I think KJ Lewis is a two year player. I think he's gone after next year. Um, but. Can KJ Lewis be 14 points, four or five rebounds, three or four assists? I don't see why he can't. Yeah, and you, you got to realize, like, like I love Carter Bryant, right? Uh, and I, I think he's going to be very good, but the Big 12 is a different animal, man. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you're going to the Big 12. Let's just say all three guys leave. You're going to the Big 12 without Pella, without Umar, without Caleb Love, possibly without Kylan Boswell. You're going to have to add multiple transfers. You've got a very young team. Yeah, like there's going to be some rough waters. KJ, I'm very curious if KJ could be that number one scoring type of dude. Right. Like, I don't think he can. I think he's probably more of a, a two score, you know? Like, I don't know if he can go out and get 15 points per game, but that's going to be the guy where I look at this roster. Him and Crevis, I think, need to make a major jump from this season to next season. All right, now moving over to a little bit of Arizona football. Um, all right, let's put down the gaunt. Let's lay down the gauntlet. We know the schedule for Arizona. I think Arizona is going to go ten and two next year. I think they're going to lose to Utah, and I think they lose one other game. What say you, Sheer? I see you smiling. I probably go nine and three. All right. I think they lose to Utah probably. I think that UCF game scares me going across the country to UCF, and then there's probably one more in there. All right. Now, one thing with Utah that's fascinating, though, is do we know that Cam Rising's playing? He says he's playing, but you never know. Like he said, he was what's play that last recovery year, process? Yeah. Like, does he has he lost all his mobility? You know, like, and they've been hit really hard by the transfer portal. They did pick up Dorian Singer, though, Mike. They did pick up. We're going to find out. This is going to really be. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh my ass off if Dorian Singer then catches for 1,100 yards again at Utah. This is it. This is it, right? Like this is the uh, that we find out for sure now. One of us is going to be right. This is when we find out, right? For sure. Um, who would you pick to win the Big Twelve, Jason Shear? I think it's Arizona or Utah, right? I agree with you. All right, we got to talk Colorado for a second. Um, first of all, Colorado fans greatly annoy me because in in the last thirty years, Colorado has never been good in football or basketball. Um. But let's talk Colorado for a second. Colorado is going to be fascinating. I think this is Dion's last year there. Um, he's certainly fortified the offensive and defensive lines. They're going to be significantly better, at least significantly more talented. We're going to find out if Dion can coach. Yeah, I, I, I understand Dion's approach. I don't like it. Like I, and I wouldn't like it if it was my team, if Arizona did it also, I think it's really difficult to basically ignore high school recruiting and only go portal. He's got, like, seven, he's got eight, four-star kids coming out of high school though, sure. Yeah, but I mean, look, like uh, Cormani was very highly rated, right? right? And he didn't do anything, right? This year, it's just, I, I, it's gonna sound like to me when you like, I look at culture a lot, right? And the Colorado culture, I question, and I'm sure if Colorado fans hear this, they'll go nuts. How many of these guys are going to play for like the glitz of the glamour? And oh, it's called like Dion. We're gonna be on TV and YouTube and all that. And then you look at like a Utah where that's not a factor at all. You look at a, a Bama or right. a Georgia where like you're going to win. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, it, it feels different and Colorado's going to be interesting. I'm just, I'm not a firm believer in building a, a team completely by the portal. It, it just, it doesn't sit right with me. And I, and I think it's hard to be successful that way. 
How many uh, how many wins are we looking for for Colorado? Seven or eight? Oh no, I, I think six. Six? You think they're going six? All right. I think Vegas right now has about four and a half. Wow. All right. All right. I'll go six. I'll go six as well. Shadur's really, really good. Obviously, uh, Travis Hunter's good. Uh, but again, it's going to come down to they were soft in the trenches. I am curious to see who Dion fires though if they don't play well. I can't believe he kept Pat Shermer. I really, and you know what? I just realized I don't think they have a DC yet. I don't think they do either. I was just thinking about that as well. So mm-hmm. that's going to be that's going to be interesting. But I will be I will look forward to Colorado fans going away whenever uh, Dion does uh, whenever Dion does uh, leave because I didn't even know that they were around. By the way, uh, have you ever met a Cal fan? No, I actually haven't. I, I saw you tweet that the other night. I have never met. The closest is like Roxy Bernstein, who like has ties there. Yeah, but somebody but, that no. like somebody that like doesn't, I guess maybe li- even the people who live in the Bay Area. But do you know like anybody that doesn't live there that likes Cal? I don't. Never. Right. All right, Shear. We've done we've done awesome work here. We'll talk with you soon. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.